Welcome to the Mind Body Business Podcast. Have you ever considered your superpower? If you had one gift to leave with humanity, what would that be? We believe that everyone possesses a superpower. This is your value proposition, your je ne sais quoi to help make a tangible difference in the world. Each week, our show explores these superpowers with tantalizing thought seeds germinating only from the power of collective thought. We invite you to join us for one hour each week and listen in as we dispense superpower knowledge from great people doing greater things. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to the Mind Body Business Podcast. I'm Devo, and sitting next to me in the Hilton Head studio Ooh. is Lisa Staff. We started Mind Body Business over a year ago primarily because we love to connect with people and we wanted to shed light on the great things that a lot of people are doing that we might not normally hear about because they don't have an audience. We have a small audience, so we thought we would use our platform to shed light on the superpowers that other people are dropping to the world and in so doing, making this place a little bit better. And every once in a while, we deviate from that and host our own show where we get to get on and just ramble on about things that are near and dear to our heart. That's what we do best. So I heard a recent podcast from a friend of ours named Margie. I don't know why I'm holding my hands like I'm cold. And she did a podcast and she used a term called comparisonitis. And I really like that term because we talked about it a lot yesterday when we were filming. Mm -hmm. And we talk about it a lot in general when we're working with our clients and how, how comparing yourself and your accomplishments, whether it's on your social media or your personal accomplishments or your business metrics, whatever it is, when you're always comparing them to somebody else, they sort of end up having a crippling paradigm shift on everything that you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. and, and the interesting thing about this is we live in, we live in a, a fantastic day and age. And we've talked a little bit about the impact social media and the collection of digital assets and digital webospheres that we have at our disposal now can enhance your business. But the other side of that is we end up constantly being bombarded with so much information and so much information at our disposal that we sort of lose focus yeah. on the original objective of why we set out to do something in the first place mm -hmm. because we spend so much time looking at everyone else's successes and comparison, mm -hmm. comparing it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're looking at their highlights reel of everything and we're expecting us to measure up and it's hard to, isn't it? Well, it's hard to measure up when you're doing everything that you're doing is based upon someone else's context mm -hmm. and goals because those goals or context that they have for their individual world is exclusively based upon their individual world. So how could we as outsiders have any idea of understanding what they're going through or what they're trying to accomplish or what it took them to get there without having first gone through that self-individuation ourselves? Oh, I like that. Like so I'd like to borrow one of my favorite philosophers and psychologist, Carl Jung, and he said, following one's own path instead of the well-trodden path, like everyone else, that's me paraphrasing, will in most cases make your individuation appear more foolish to the mediocre, and I'm adding, and in so doing, stifle your development. So I hope Carl Jung doesn't mind me bastardizing his quote, but I put a couple of pieces in there. And the piece is, is that when we end up 
following everyone else's path, we ended up sort of compromising our own core beliefs Mm -hmm. because we haven't taken the time to establish our own individuation around what we believe in, what our purpose is, what our superpowers are to this planet, and then setting about to accomplish them. Well, I think we, it's almost like being in high school again, you want to go with the flow, you don't want to stand out in the wrong way. And usually it's come in, in history and in hindsight, some of those weirdos have gone on to be the most inspiring people, creators, um, have so much behind them that the same people that were kind of going with the flow in high school are still living their glory days about high school. It's funny. You're talking about the quarterback who was the starting quarterback and still yeah. talks about that at the bar yeah. today when he's 47 yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah. And well, we, we want to break out of that. High school was rough for me. I want to break out of that. I don't want to re- live the rest of my life like that. High school wasn't necessarily rough for me. I, I was sort of a, a floater in high school. I was an athlete. You call me a jock, and I was a good athlete. So I sort of had, I sort of, I was on a different pedestal than than because I didn't really hang out socially with a lot of people because I wasn't allowed to. I sort of fell into this. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story there somewhere. <laughs> were you, were you, was it like by law you weren't allowed to be around people? No, my dad. <laughs> my dad didn't allow us to socialize with anybody. It was basically maybe like, it was just you. No, hey Debbie, people it, don't like you. <laughs> dad didn't call me Debbie. Only moms called me Debbie. But anyhow, um, your point is well well taken. But it's funny because a lot of people that that have gone on to do great things, you're absolutely right. They were sort of the people that they didn't really care what other people thought about them. They just sort of did their own thing. And mm-hmm. and that didn't always happen in high school. There's a lot of people who just sort of hung out in the shadows and were quiet and never really realized who they were. But this whole idea of becoming an individual, this idea of walking your own path mm-hmm. and, and, and come hell or high water trying to do whatever it is that you want to do. There's a lot of benefits to, to oh, doing absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, and I, I think, too, before you go into it, there's so many things that, that even we are affected by with social media, depending on where your mindset is at when you're looking at it. Some days you look at it and it's inspiring, and other days you look at it and it's very deflating. Everybody is, they're older, they're younger, they're smarter, they're more established, they have a team behind them. And I was talking to you a little bit before this, it, it's something, and it's probably us women that do it, but invariably we'll be looking through Pinterest or a magazine and we see a picture of hair. We're getting our hair done. We're looking at this picture and we want to take that picture in and have the hairdresser do exactly that. Well, we don't take into account that that person in the, in the shot has had a team of makeup artists and stylists working on her to get that exact look. She's 20 years younger than you. Her complexion is different. Her face shape is different. Her hair is different. And invariably, we're still disappointed when we come out the other end and we don't look exactly like that. We've compared ourselves to that and thought that that's the only mold of how we should look. And I think that translates into so many things when we're comparing ourselves against other people, whether it's personally or business. Yeah, I agree. Um, It's not just women. You know, I've taken my hair into my stylist at least (laughs) I think the last haircut I went back four times because I was like, dude, there's only one way to cut this hair. You need to fix the crown. You need to fix the trim. The fade has to be tighter. And it's like four tries. And I brought him four different pictures of, um, there were four supermodels. That's what I wanted him to see. David Gandhi. I said, do you see his hair? This is what I need. Every soccer player. Every soccer player has good hair. Dave, I, so the pictures I showed him was David Gandhi, uh, Brad Pitt, 
um, Matthew McConaughey, and um, some older, younger photos of Bob Marley when he had a lot more hair because I wanted him to sort of get an idea. Like, can you not fix this? So you're spot on what you just said, um, which is why I'm wearing a hat right now because, you know. And the color wasn't right. Now my hat's all fucked up. All right, let's get back to this. <laughs> so I, I like what you said. You're spot on. You know, we're, we're, we're so focused on – here's the thing I have a problem with social media, and I love social media, but here's my problem with it. It forces us to be perfect mm -hmm. it, or it forces us to try to be perfect because everybody else is. And we've, th this, we're not going to go into the rant and, and the rave on, you know, social media bullying and whatnot. We want to keep this sort of focused on yeah. comparisonitis, yeah. but it's not just on an individual level. Uh -huh. I think that we see this comparisonitis, you know, let's just use us as examples. We're oh, I love talking about us. Let's do it. <laughs> but we're photographers and, you know, there's an, there's a very clear argument to be made that even 15 years ago, we would not have been as com comparable with our own work as we are today because we didn't have access to all of that material mm -hmm. that's right in front of us. So any given day, you can pull up on Instagram or Pinterest or even do a Google search. And you know th the first 400 results that you see based upon photography, we'll sit there and start looking at those images. Or you could, one could look at those images and be like, oh my God, I'm not that good. Or I want to be like that. Or, or social media, they have this, they have that. They're driving mm -hmm. this car. How did they get that? Whatever it is. Are they really driving that car? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if they are or they aren't. But the problem is, is, is that when we throw all that fluff away because that's really all that it is. It's mm -hmm. someone else's pathway. It's someone else's goals. It's someone else's context. And just focus on the things that are within our own power and our own realm and our own control. This individuation process, it sort of begins to culminate itself in higher capabilities because we're not following someone else's path we're following our own and figuring mm -hmm. it out on our own. And in so doing, we're increasing our skills. We're increasing our bandwidth. We're increasing our competency. Mm -hmm. So it, it, there's several reasons for yeah. this. That would be my first and foremost is by, by going your own path, you're forced to develop and grow on your own as opposed to somebody else, somebody else's context and metrics. Yeah. And I want to mention a couple other things, you know, envy isn't envy. One of the seven deadly sins. It is. And there's that movie with Brad Pitt, since you're talking about Brad Pitt, and it didn't turn out too, is this a spoiler alert? It's an old movie, but it didn't t turn out too well for any of those people, especially Gwyneth Paltrow. Is it going to be one of those old movies that we really thought was good? No, it's actually a good 20 movie. 20 years later, we it's turn it back a good on movie and we're like, this is the away. Okay. But, you know, I think we forget too, when we're envious or we're comparing ourselves against other people, they might have had a head start on us. They might have had different experiences and they might have started out a lot earlier than us to get to that point. So we're not allowing us the grace mm -hmm. to get there. And and I, I liken a lot of it as well to us doing yoga. I think there's so many yogis that are doing all the things and we don't need to do all the things. We need to do what fits for us. And when you start thinking that you need to reach or attain that level, it takes all the fun out of it, doesn't it? Not, as it not only that, but it hurts. <laughs> it wrecks your neck, as we found out the other day. <laughs> so, you know, you need to enjoy the process, don't you? And enjoy the journey as well. And when you're envious and comparing yourselves against, you're missing out on all the other things that are going to bring you to the stage and have the experience and the journey that you need. Sure. I love that. You're like, sure, whatever. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> we'll be doing splits again tonight to try to <laughs> try to keep up to those yogis. I loved your yoga reference, and and a lot of the yogis that we follow, especially from the Aloe Yoga. That's a shout out to them. They're always they're always talking about that. This is your practice, mm -hmm. not mine. I've been doing this for twenty years, so don't expect that you're going to be able to do these sort of contortions with your body. Just do what feels right to your own body, and that's the whole point of yoga. So well, even when we squeeze ourselves into those extra tight leggings, I look good in those leggings. You do. So do you, actually. <laughs> Um, I want to go back to that individuation process and how it, it it makes us more capable as humans by going through the process of our own discovery, our own hard work, our own goal setting, et cetera. But from a business perspective, it also applies as business owners because when we take our own path and we set our own business objectives and we determine our own purpose of why we're in business and what value we're adding and what gift that we're giving back to the world – it, it enables us to become a little, a little bit more valuable, not only to ourselves, because we better understand why we're in business, but the, 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 other, the other flip side of that coin is it allows us as business owners to be more viable and appreciative and impactful to our customers, because when we understand our purpose and we're living it and we're breathing it and we're walking it and we're gifting it, they're the recipients of that. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. it makes our our understanding our purpose on our own path's purpose more viable to the customer. But that mindset breeds momentum, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And success. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right because it sort of compounds. Mm -hmm. So in terms of some of the things that you've done with your life prior to, so you now, you now run your own business exclusively by yourself, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but prior to this, you run a part. I have another business with uh, another co-founder that's, pretty uh, interesting right, well stay well, with so, me yeah. squirrel chaser so prior to running your own business and doing wait wait wait, wait. you didn't say you're going to ask me any skill testing questions do i need to rehearse an answer yeah okay so Damn. this is the question you need to rehearse an answer so prior to running your own business and sort of being on your own with lisa staff photography you were you were part of a partnership mm -hmm. with with someone else mm -hmm. and that sort of got bamboozled and pulled out from under you mm -hmm. and and you were forced to start over and and there's a strong argument to be made that in in the failure of that and we'll just call it failure for lack of a better word it was really a giant one big giant lesson mm -hmm. But in the process of that failure of you, uh, in that stage of your life, you had two options, sink mm -hmm. or swim. Mm -hmm. You chose swim and in so doing, sort of uncovered all of these new superpowers that uh -huh. hadn't yet been developed. And so had you not, had you not chosen the path of figuring out who you are mm -hmm. and what you wanted to do with your life and what you wanted to do with your photography, because you've changed it dramatically since those days. And gone the path of what everybody else was doing. I'm just going to follow this and follow that and follow that. Mm -hmm. There's a strong argument to be made that you wouldn't be as productive as fuck as you are right now as I'm reading your notepad. And as <laughs> it does, it does say that. And as successful as you <laughs> That are, was a gift from someone. <laughs> and as successful as you are right now doing the things that you're doing. And, and But most importantly, you're at peace and happy with yourself. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So if I may, five years ago roughly – what was sort of the catalyst, and I'm not looking for a plug for me, I'm just saying for you personally, what was the catalyst for you deciding that this is the path I'm going to take? I'm swimming because this is what I want to do, and I'm going to do this, this, and this, as opposed to just following what everybody else is doing. So that was a lot. but Okay, so I'm not sure if I'm answering the right question. So I had a push, and I had to make a decision, right? 
and I knew I had talents, but nobody knew that I had talents. And that, I'm not trying to be narcissistic, but well, I knew, you, you know, there was, it wasn't like, oh, I'm so good at so many things. Which one do I pick? It was like, here's the one thing that I've always been doing. Nobody knows that I've been doing it. And I'm going to pick that. I was also at a stage in my life where, again, it, it, it was sink or swim. And I was comfortable enough in some things. Like I knew I wasn't going to be that 20 year old doing it. I was going to do it the way I was going to do it and be comfortable with doing it. And I think that and just having no choice but to step into fear and just doing things and then creating relationships with people that you could have honest conversations with them and and find out who who those people are in the same vicinity and spheres what you're doing and and create a relationship with them that's not based on jealousy or envy or anything like that like let's let's collaborate together and i was able to connect with you timing was really good and ask you questions like, Hey, what do you do in this situation? Or let's, let's talk about this and let's both elevate ourselves mm -hmm. rather so, than comparing and being like, I, I'm not sharing any secrets with you. I think both of us, I'm, I'm speaking for myself, but creating those relationships with people that um, invigorate, energize you, um, push you forward or create accountability for you, elevate both of your businesses. Mm hmm I love, I love, there's one, my, my biggest takeaway, there's a lot of takeaways. Is you. One of the biggest nuggets you dropped there was, you know, you were sort of at a stage in your life and you're on the second half of your life, if you will. Shut the front door. We all are. So, but, but there's a, there's a, there's a science behind cognitive decline and purpose. Oh God, what are you, where's this going? There's a science behind cognitive decline and purpose. Are you putting me in a home? I can't be quiet. I'm okay. sorry. So there's a science behind cognitive decline and inactivity. And so a lot of people, when they sort of reach the middle part of their lives, they just begin to coast. And especially if you work in the corporate world and you've been working this nine mm -hmm. to five for 20, 30 years, you enter the second stage of your life and you're just riding it out until you can get that retirement done. I'm still in the first stage. Okay. Well, let's pretend that you aren't. So, we all know that, but if you if you're working in that second second half of your life, a lot of people just sort of begin to coast, and they're just looking towards the end. I, I got only get 15 more it's years. Just endure. And we know so many people that we hear this all the time. I only got 10 more years till I can retire, and oh, so it's like, yeah. And 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 I think I can't wait till pension. I'm gonna go back to Carl Jung. He has a he has a, a space in there in in his book on it's it's discovering the individual is is the piece and. He talks specifically about the correlation between cognitive decline and psychosis, like becoming mentally unstable, whether it's through, you know, old age, becoming into, you know, personality disorders and Alzheimer's and schizophrenia and all the things that come on that could potentially come on. And he makes a direct connection correlation between cognitive decline and lack of activity. And so he goes on to say one of the best ways that you can maintain your cognitive growth which in fact you can, There's, it's a misnomer. Mm -hmm. You, you don't become senile because you get older. There's a, there's a, there's facts data out there that proves that you can actually become smarter because you learn to, to work more purposeful. You, you develop different parts of your brain, et cetera. Anyhow, I'm going somewhere with this. Sorry. Um, and we can talk about you and your only just starting into the first third of your life, but by, as you age, mm -hmm. And you continue to develop cognitively by staying active through your own mm -hmm. individual self-discovery. You have discovered new parts of your life that you might not have discovered had you stayed in that 
paradigm that you were oh, already in. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so it I spread my wings. Correct. And by taking this path of individuation, Jung and I am saying, and as others that are way smarter than me, that it forced you to stay out of that rapid decline and find mm -hmm. something new to do. And in so doing, it allowed you to explore and open up a whole bevy and yeah. potential opportunities that hadn't been at your disposal. And before. be excited about things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure, there's fear involved, but then you're excited about things and excited about the growth. And I think we've all um, experienced people that are um, in that enduring stage, not just in business, but in life, they're just enduring. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not naming names or saying, you know, that, you know, we're better than them at all. But you'll talk to them and they'll be like, oh, I'm, you'll ask them, you know, do you have time to do this or whatever? Oh, I'm so busy. And you're like, well, what are you doing? You're, they're like, oh, I'm going to go grocery shopping today and I have to stop off at the post office. Like, really? Really? That's that's you being busy. So it, it alters your perspective on things, right? It's like, that's not really busy. And, you know, shoot me if that's, you know all that I'm doing with my day. And unfortunately, neither of us are trust fund babies. So we do have to work. We didn't have a choice. We don't have a man with a yacht that's going to, you know, sail us around the world. My son, um, my one son, um, and I don't know why he said this to me. Maybe he's thinking about me in my old age, but through COVID, he um, learned a few more languages. So he's learned, he's four or five languages. That's brilliant. And he said to me, he's like, mom, this is one of the things that keeps people young. Absolutely. Learning a new language. So that combined with what you're talking about. Yeah. Keep your brain stimulated. I tell this to my mom all the time and I, I know she listens to these. So I hope she receives it for the spirit that she is. But you know, there, there was for a while she would get home from work and she would turn on the TV. She would open up her, her little laptop and she'd play these video games that, that she would play and just dumbing her down and you know she's at the age now where she sort of has to start worrying about cognitive decline because she's at that age where that we had a little technical glitch going on there she's at that age where if she doesn't keep her mind active and she doesn't keep herself mentally developing that's sort of the the grip that's going to happen to her and so i'm constantly telling her mom read a book i send her books pick up a book here read this stay off of the TV, turn off the television, because it's one of the fastest way to just sort of get caught up in that electronic influence and that maelstrom of just slow, steady decline. Mm, that applies to every age though. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about this from a business perspective as business owners and, and why it's important to continue to grow and evolve as a business owner and to be adaptive and sort of always with your eye and on the prize of how you can improve your business and your processes. And it struck me that there's a direct, connection between our personal decline or our personal growth and as business owners by staying active in the processes of what we're doing and always looking for ways to improve to further hone in on the purpose of why we're doing our business in the first place will in will only add to the longevity of our business being mm -hmm. being in business in the first place mm -hmm. would you absolutely. agree with that absolutely so, so what are some of the things that you're doing as a business owner now to re remain nimble and active and adaptive to the changing environment that, that photography, as an example, is bringing to the table? For photography? I think you need to stay um, abreast of what's going on in technology and then be educated enough to know what's just a bright, shiny penny and what's really going to fit with what you're doing. You know, always purposefully we, we had a, a discussion a while ago about quantity versus quality and still doing those things that maybe it's quantity right now to figure out what 
what your superpowers are in your business and hone your skills so that you're always developing and creating the best things for your clients. Mm -hmm. And then again, stepping out of your comfort zone, we're doing a bunch of different things within both of our businesses that are helping us to reach out to other people that are, you know, extra add-ons that, you know, we don't necessarily have to do that within our business right now, but the education and the experience that we get from that is going to pay back to us and our clients. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that people can do to better hone in on their purpose of their business as let's just, let's say that you've been in business for a few years and you're still bringing in revenue. You're, you're relatively successful, but you're not really hitting the targets of the metrics. You're, you're not yet living the life that you sort of always envisioned as being a, an entrepreneur. What are some things that business owners can do to stay nimble and continue to be on the growth trend of their business? Okay. I'm not sure where you're going with this and I don't want this to sound like a plug, but it may. I just answer the question. Okay. What are some of the things that you're doing as a business owner that you would recommend that people a could do? A brand audit, both for your business and personally as well. And, and so just dive into that. And it's not a plug, but what, what does a brand audit do at this point in their business? You've been in business for a few years. What does auditing your own business do? And what is a brand audit even if you can explain Sometimes that? you're so deep in the weeds that, and you're, you're, you're going from one job to the next to the next, and you're never taking the time to be reflective, to analyze what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So it's stopping, taking the time, having someone with, um, accountability outside mm -hmm. outside of your your schoolhouse wheelhouse to come in and ask you those questions in regards to your business mm -hmm. that are going to let you know if you're aligned with the clientele that you want to be aligned with if you're sending the right message what what's your superpower and where are these people going to find you and and, and and by doing exercises like that by and being it's not a it's not a one two three quick mm-hmm by doing exercises like that and being purposeful and sort of introspective around uh -huh. your business and, and where you currently stand versus where you think you could be or want to be, you're enabling yourself to open yourself up to potentially new lines of revenue, mm -hmm. new lines of purpose, honing in on your ideal client more specifically, mm -hmm. et cetera. Creating products that will hone in on them as well. Mm -hmm. And again, doing that personally as well. So let me ask you a question. If you don't have any refined purpose, and we're coming up to our, our 30 minute mark here, we still have five minutes for us to ramble. If you, <laughs> if you, if you're not purposeful about your business's in game or goals or objectives, and you sort of end up just meandering around trying a bunch of different things, what, what is the, what is the dearth or the jeopardy in doing things like that? I think for me, it becomes just a, a form of income. It just becomes a job. You're working in like the office, mm -hmm. the movie, instead of it being um, joyful. It gives you a target. Yeah. Right. It gives you a, a goal, sort of like your GPS. Mm -hmm. And if you get in a car, like I have to drive to Florida tomorrow. And I know sort of where I'm going to go and I don't have to get on the 95. But if I don't actually put in those coordinates of where I need to get tomorrow, mm -hmm. I'll end up, instead of driving six hours, I'll end up driving 26 hours. Mm -hmm. And I've done that before. Trust me, I know. So I just got in the car one time driving from Colorado back to wherever I was going, California. And a two-day trip ended up taking like four so and a half. Don't ever ask you for directions. <laughs> no, don't just meander. I think that's north. So let's talk about that. So uh, so having goals and metrics and, and missions and objectives and purposes behind your business so that you clearly understand what those are, they're analogous to having a GPS coordinate mm -hmm. of where you're driving. 
Would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. And so going back to the Carl Jung piece of that, this individuation for me as a business owner, having individual and purposeful goals is part of that not having comparisonitis because my goals are based upon mm -hmm. what I want as a business owner, mm -hmm. what I want to establish as a business owner. They're not based upon somebody yeah. else's. Yeah. And that way I can stay more focused and very pointed about my strategy. So one size does not fit all. Not at all. And, you know, we tend to sometimes be squirrel chasers. You're, you're an idea generator. So every day there could be a new idea and something new to follow and chase, but does that align with what you're doing right now? Is that, is that on the horizon right now? Is that uh, three months down the road, six months down the road, or it just, it doesn't deserve your attention at all? Yeah, I like that. So what are three takeaways that as small business owners, we can utilize the concept of individualize, individualizing what we do as opposed to comparing ourselves to others? What are three takeaways that as business owners, we can take into our business and become a little bit better because of this podcast? Well, first of all, follow our, no. <laughs> I think, I think we started out talking a little bit about social media. So if social media is like your Achilles heel, then then be very intentional about it before you go on it. Decide why you're going on it, what the duration of the time is that you're going on. And that may apply to other things besides social media. That may apply to news. Maybe you're, okay, five minutes in the morning is all I'm going to watch because, you know, it's not really going to change that much. If you pick up on it again, like six hours later, 12 hours later, it's pretty much going to be not so life-changing. All right, so be purposeful on social media, mm -hmm. understand why you're showing up and how you can be more strategic mm -hmm. about it. What's another takeaway? Um, allow space in your life. That space to be creative, to be reflective, to find out what's bringing you joy, to connect with other people, to surround yourself with those people that are aspiring, inspirational, all those things. But you need, you need to step away from your business sometimes to do that. And then you come back totally fulfilled, totally revved up with new ideas, with new ways to implement them and, and, different connections. So allowing, giving yourself that space, especially that creative space, it allows you to be more focused on this individual individuation of your business, individuation of your purpose, and better understanding how you can step into that as opposed to trying to follow all the different rabbit holes, what everybody mm -hmm. else is doing. Mm -hmm. I love that. And then number three, to another th number three takeaway. Instead of just doing a vision board and sticking up pretty pictures of all the things that you want to do, do a brand audit, figure out a way to, really, really be purposeful about who you are, what you're doing, why you're doing it, where you're going, what your superpower is, who you're speaking to, all the things encompass everything that's going to, again, give you that GPS to go where you need to go. I like those three takeaways. So number one, understand social media and the purpose of why you're showing up and be very intentional about it, as opposed to just getting on there and mm -hmm. becoming mind-numbing, scrolling. Mm -hmm. Number two, give yourself time and space every day to reflect and hone in on your creativity and your purpose because in so doing it, it allows you to sort of be, realize introspectively who you are, what you want out of life for you and your business and step into that. And everyone has a different way of doing that. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? I know that people will have morning routines, nighttime routines. What do you do? Well, let me, before I answer that, I want the third takeaway was sort of becoming introspective and you called it a brand audit, but auditing yourself and understanding your brand and your purpose and why you want to show up and doing that. Um, back to me, uh, my favorite topic uh, for me, it's just, it's trying to just detach from everything else that's going on. We have really busy days of, and, you know, we get online and we start reading emails and we start 
responded to emails and the next thing you know, you've spent three hours just wasting away doing mindless activities on social media, emails, et cetera. Um, I, I devote my first part of my morning to working out, uh, going to the gym, coming back, usually doing a yoga session with you. Um, I read mm-hmm. multiple, two or three mm-hmm. chapters of whatever book I'm mm-hmm. reading on. And then I do a journal. I do journal around what I just read and some other things mm-hmm. that are near and dear to me mm-hmm. that are part of my journaling practice. And then I try to do a, a meditation. So that's how I do it. And do those things stop you from having those moments where you're, you're like, feel like you're screaming on the inside. People see you on the outside and you're smiling, but inside you're like, I'm screaming. Yeah. There's, there's a noticeable difference in, <gasps> that, that I have in, in, in how I feel about just everything in general. I feel less scattered when mm-hmm. I've been more purposeful in the morning. I feel less didactic in my day. Um, because I take the time in the morning to script, to write down what are the, the you know my biggest goals that I want to accomplish or objectives for the Affirmations. day. Affirmations. I'm good I'm enough. Really I'm smart enough. People like me. <laughs> yeah. So this has been productive. And I'd like to, um, is there anything else you'd like to add yeah. to that? So I think for me, um, if there's any, any real benefit from following the path less traveled, it's that in the process of discovering your own trail and creating and blazing your own trail to be cliche, you encounter so many other potentials and opportunities that you hadn't been ex- that you wouldn't have been exposed to had you taken the well-shorn path mm-hmm. because the path less traveled is filled with struggles and failures and pitfalls and all of them you're forced to sort of figure it out on your own and in in that process of figuring out on your own you develop this this individuation this self-confidence this esteem around i did that i can accomplish this bring on the next one right you made it sound like a lord of the rings like trilogy trilogy experience there's there's inspiring things and there's good things that happen as well when you're not absolutely all right so closing thoughts you said them all okay we gotta stop talking at some point all right I'm Devo. I'm Lisa Staff. And thank you for listening. If you like this podcast and you have anything else that you'd like us to talk about and meander aimlessly about, feel free to send us a message and we can, uh, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you know somebody who is fantastically gifting back to the universe in one way or another and thinks that they should have some light shine on them, no matter how small, um, send us a DM. Let's see if we can get them on the show. I'd like to close with a quote from my favorite author that I began with, Carl Jung. Individuation means becoming an individual. And insofar as individuality embraces our innermost, last, and incomparable uniqueness, it also implies becoming one's own self, which I love that. We could therefore translate individuation as coming to selfhood, which as we talked about this morning, how can you help other people if you can't help yourself, first and Mm -hmm. foremost? All right. See you on the side.